I'm super excited about today because we're going to do one of my favorite movies, one of the most decorated movies of all time. That is Lawrence of Arabia from 1962, celebrating its 60th anniversary last month, uh, released December 11th, 1962, uh, directed by David Lean. It stars Peter O'Toole, Alec Guinness, Anthony Quinn, Omar Sharif. It's one of the most decorated Oscar movies ever. It won seven Oscars, including Best Picture, Director, Cinematographer, Art Direction, Sound, Editing, and Score. It was nominated for three more, including Actor for Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole um, actually lost to Gregory Peck for To Kill a Mockingbird, so pretty tough competition for him, and that's uh, why he didn't take home the Oscar. However, um, the... Uh, uh, um, Premier Magazine called his performance the number one ranked performance of all time in their magazine. And in 2007, the AFI Film Institute uh, ranked Lawrence of Arabia the seventh greatest movie of all time. Uh, it was ranked the number one greatest genre of epic. And it's, uh, it's just a tremendous movie. Clocking in at a miraculous three and a half hours, um, this movie has no women in speaking roles. Wow. It's, uh, that's a very, uh, you know, it's a dubious record, I suppose, but it's reportedly the longest movie not to have any dialogue spoken by women. Joe, um, what, Joe, what, yeah, what, what, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were going to take a pause. There. What makes this movie so good? Oh boy. I mean, it's just so many great artists on the top of their game. Uh, David Lean and producer Sam Spiegel were a great team. In fact, after the success they had, on Bridge of the River Kwai uh, a few years earlier than that. They wanted to work together on a similarly worthy topic, and they were going to consider uh, the life of uh, Gandhi, but they gave up on that. Of course, Gandhi was made in the 80s. as another great epic. Um, but just the sweeping vistas in the film, the beautiful cinematography, the incredible editing, the amazing performances, um, and, the, and the great score by Maurice Jarret uh, <clears throat> all contributes to... Uh, the amazing, uh, you know, film that it is. In fact, Steven Spielberg uh, calls this his favorite movie of all time, uh, as do a number of other directors. The, the the production cost of the movie, believe it or not, was only $15 million. That's a lot of money then, but, uh, you know, pittance today. In fact, uh, it's estimated that it would cost about $285 million to make today. It did make quite a bit of money back on its box office. It made $70 million, uh during its original run. There was some rumors because of its length, there were some rumors that when the movie came out that some theater managers <clears throat> would turn down their air conditioning or turn up the heat during the half hour before intermission so they could sell more ice cream and cold <laughs> drinks. Okay, so get in. You mentioned the star-studded cast. When you talk about Peter O'Toole and Alec Guinness and Anthony Quinn and Omar Sharif, Jose Ferrar, it's really a who's who cast. Talk about how they put that all together. Yeah, um, Peter O'Toole um, was uh, uh, not, the, not the first choice. In fact, they wanted to, um, uh, there was uh, talk about having Marlon Brando in the cast, but he turned it down. And uh, uh, Albert Finney was their next choice, but they ended up doing a screen test with Peter O'Toole, and they just sort of, he just sort of blew him away. Um, Lawrence, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Alec Guinness wanted to play um, Peter O'Toole's role but he ended up playing Prince Faisal after Lawrence Olivier uh, dropped out of that film. Um, <clears throat> believe it or not, the movie was scheduled to go into production way back in 1953 with John Wayne in the lead. 
and that sort of fell apart due to lack of funding. Another interesting casting uh, tidbit, Anthony Perkins from Psycho mm-hmm. was considered for the lead role, but when he scored that hit with Psycho, uh, the producer and the director dropped him, fearing that he'd be labeled Psycho of Arabia. And, uh, the you know, we talk sometimes about, um, you know, being uh, uh, typecast in roles, and there's a, a good example of, of that actually happening. Um, some of the, you know, the legendary desert vistas and scenes, by the way, I know a lot of people are, are sort of afraid of this movie because of its length, and it is, you know, it is a challenge sometimes, but I do encourage people who have not seen it to go see it and see it on the biggest screen you can. Uh, you know, if that's a big uh, TV or your home theater or whatever, uh, but this is not meant to be seen on a, a phone or a computer. Um, talking about the production, uh, Sam Spiegel, the, the producer, wanted to cost cuts and, and film in Southern California, uh, but David Lean was determined to film the story where it happened in the Middle Eastern countries. And uh, the production was so massive that <clears throat> 300 uh, local Bedouins wearing sandals were assigned to go out and smooth out the desert sands with palm fronds so that no footprints could be visible in the sand. And they did that after every take. Um, it was also, uh, they used to you know, have paper cups on the set, you know, for the crew to, to drink whatever. Mm-hmm. And they kept blowing around and messing up shots. So they had to switch to mugs. It's a film too, that had a lot of extras in it. When you look at it and <laughs> the movie itself, when you watch it, the extras and everybody on the set, uh, what, over a 1,000 people involved in the production? Yeah, it was massive. And, uh, uh, you know, this is before CGI, so all those are, are real yeah. actors and real, real extras and real horses and real camels and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it's really uh, uh, a pretty amazing undertaking <laughs> when you look at it uh, in that regard. 